Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. All of this week we have been talking about peace. And what we have seen thus far is the importance that peace has in our life. It has personal application. We want to have peace of mind. We want to have inner rest. And then we see that there is an interpersonal application. We want to have peace in our relationships, in our family, where we work. And then there is an implication in our community. We want peace on our streets. We want a freedom from fear and conflict. And then, of course, it has international ramifications. We want peace on earth. We want peace between nations. We want an end to war. Now, what the scripture tells us, that Christ came to make peace, that he is the prince of peace, and that our peace is wrapped up in his person. The scripture says that Jesus is our peace. And really, he is the answer to everything that we want in the area of peace. He gives inner peace in our soul. He gives peace in relationships. He brings peace to our community, and he brings peace internationally. Now, of course, that final application of peace to nations is only going to come as he returns as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, And when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord, at that point, the final application and the fulfillment of all peace will come to earth. But till that final time, we can experience peace in these other dimensions. We can experience peace in our life. We can experience peace in our interrelationships. And that can extend then, of course, to the community and the world. The Bible has much to say about peace over and over. Its admonitions to us is to receive the peace of God and let it be multiplied in our lives. Now Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9 records Jesus' teaching and he says this, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now this tells us that we are to be peacemakers, that peace can be made. Another verse we can look at is Romans chapter 14. And verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Now, this is telling us that the kingdom of God, this whole aspect of God's reign, as we talked yesterday, his reign is his rule. And the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. You increase the rule of Christ in your life, and you will automatically extend and increase peace in your life. And so this is telling us that the kingdom of God is not in rules and regulations, but it's in the aspect of having righteousness and peace in our life. 
we need to receive this peace. We need to pursue the things which make for peace. This is telling us that peace must be made. You're not going to just stumble across peace. Don't be of the mind that for you to have peace, well, then you need to find a peaceful situation. If you're going to have peace in your home, well, then I need to find a peaceful partner. Or if I want to have peace at work, then i got to find a job where there's peace. Listen, in this world, we're not going to find peace. Because in this world, there's wickedness. And the scripture says there's no peace to the wicked. So we're not going to find situations that are peaceful. If they are, just wait a day or two and it won't be peaceful anymore. Because people are people. People sin. And sin is going to bring conflict. And that destroys the peaceful situation. So you're not going to live in peace because you find peaceful people or a peaceful situation. That's not going to happen. But you can make peace in the midst of your situation. You can be a peacemaker. And this scripture says there are things that make for peace. Now, this is going to be the framework that I want to speak to you over the next number of days. I want to talk to you about the recipe for peace, and I want to talk to you about the ingredients that make peace. You need both. If you're going to make cake, well, you need to know the recipe. You need to know how it all goes together. But then you also need to know what the ingredients are. You need flour, you need sugar, you need shortening, and all the other things. And and that's about the depth of my understanding of cooking a cake. So if I was to make cake, I need to go to the recipe book, find the recipe, and then make sure that I have all the ingredients, and then I can begin to make cake. Now, the same way, if we're going to make peace, we need to understand how peace is made, and then we need to know the ingredients that we need to have in order for us to make it. So let's look first at the recipe for peace. Now the scripture says that Jesus is our peace. So he is our prime example. Jesus came with a mission to this world, a twofold mission, to make peace between God and man so that we could then have peace with one another. So let's look at this. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, When Jesus was born first in Bethlehem, a little baby, he's come to earth, he's come to start his mission. Now there's a declaration in the heavens. The angel comes and says in Luke 2 and verse 10, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. I mean, this is a worldwide declaration here. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now notice this humble beginning of this Prince of Peace. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heaven God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There was a unilateral declaration of peace that came to the world, that was made through the angels when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, why did this need to be made? I'll tell you why. Because there was enmity between God and man. When man sinned, it was a tremendous offense in the face of God. God is the creator of everything, and he is to be honored and glorified and obeyed. 
And when man rebelled and sinned, he started a war. He started a war with God. And I tell you, we don't want to be at war with God because God is omnipotent and he is going to win. Adam's sin was an act of rebellion against God. In Genesis 3 and verse 4 and 5, the serpent is tempting Eve and he's telling her to go ahead and to eat this fruit. And he says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, the temptation to Eve was to be like God. Do your own thing. Run your own life. You don't have to respond to God. You don't have to obey his laws. No, you choose for yourself what's right and wrong. You eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. You determine for yourself what is good and what is evil, what is right and what is wrong. You be your own boss. You be God. And that is the ultimate sin of rebellion. That is what disturbed the peace between God and man. Man rebelled. Now the thing is, God could have just come down and crushed man. But he loved man. He didn't want to destroy us. So God took upon himself the task to make peace with the world. And so when this declaration is made from the heavens, peace on earth, goodwill towards man, it was based on the fact that born today in the city of David is a Savior, Christ the Lord. He came to bring peace. Now, how did Christ make peace? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14, because it tells us here. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Notice, he made peace. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, in this portion of scripture, he's talking primarily here about Jews and Gentiles. The Jews were God's chosen people, chosen in the sense that they had the promise that the Messiah was going to come through their lineage. Chosen in the sense that God gave them the law and he gave them the requirements of sacrifice of how they would temporarily postpone the penalty of sin upon themselves and the penalty would be delayed and pushed forward. The Gentiles were everybody else in the world and so there was a division between the Jews and the Gentiles but in reality both needed salvation and this scripture tells us what Christ did to make peace was to break down the middle wall of petition between them. And that middle wall of petition was the enmity. It was the rebellious attitude of man and his failure to keep God's laws. It said he did it by the cross, taking all the sins of the world upon himself, the sins of both Jews and Gentiles. He died for us. He died in our place so that we would not have to die. He removed the penalty from our lives by taking that penalty upon himself. 
the penalty for our sins is death. And Jesus came and died in our place so that we would not have to die. Now, this is tremendous. Peace was made by one person, Jesus Christ, willingness to take the wrongs upon himself when he was completely sinless and die in our place when he had no need to do that. He did that so that the enmity might be destroyed and that relationship can be established. Now, as we go on in days to come, I'm going to show how this recipe of peace works in interpersonal relationships. The very same process needs to happen when there is a wall between a husband and a wife, when there is a wall between two brothers. The very same way that Jesus made peace is the very same way that we establish peace with those around us. Well, our time again has gone so quickly, and we've just begun this, but we'll develop these thoughts further tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.